Welcome to all of sales and marketing pros out there to Making Sales Social Live, coming to you from the Social Sales Link Virtual Studios. I'm Bob Woods of Social Sales Link. They call me the LinkedIn Sherpa. They call me Maurice or whatever that line was. I, I forget what that is. <laughs> oh, I have to play that song afterwards. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. And now it's stuck in my head. And in the co-host seat, who you just heard is a fellow SSLer and a LinkedIn and social selling strategist, trainer as coach as well, who is known as the LinkedIn whisperer. Sometimes I call her Maurice too, I think. Bryn. Call me Maurice. I can't do that. Yeah, I have it in my head, but it won't come out. Of yeah, I know. Uh, I know. And, uh, and, hi, and, everyone. Yeah. Bob, Bob and I are in a Friday mood. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. We are in a Friday mood, Friday mode. Uh, and uh, and if you're listening to us live, a pre-Thanksgiving mode as well. If, if uh, on the podcast, you'll be listening to this after Thanksgiving. But I guess you could chalk that up to Christmas probably at that point. So uh, anyhow... Let's get into today's topic because it actually addresses the future. So Brent and I have our top 10 activities you should consider doing on LinkedIn in 2024. So everything we'll be talking about today will help you start those all important sales conversations easier than before when you might not have been doing some of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, you may have been doing some, not sure, but probably not all of them. So we're going to get right into it with the first thing. And it's probably the biggest one just from an overall sense, because as we've said before, everything that you do on LinkedIn drives eyeballs and drives people to your profile. So and now we're just going to talk, generally speaking, about profile refreshes and why we do it. And then we'll get into a couple of the specific elements. So. Brent, um, what do you think about a profile refresh for 2024, just in an overall sense? Well, I'm going to, before we do that, I have one thing to share. As we go through these, these may be things that you do all the time, but the yeah. idea yeah. of today is for you to look at each of these and be positioned to make sure that you are entering into 2024 ready. There are rumors of a difficult Envi sales environment, a buyer's environment. I am a very optimistic person and I think it's going to be awesome. But by putting some of these suggestions in place, it's going to give you that competitive edge. It's going to help you make sure that you are in the right position to attract, teach, and engage the right buyers to have an awesome 2024. So I just want to start with that. Then I'm going to go into profile, which I'm very excited about. And your profile, this is your landing page. And Bob, you are the master at profile. So I'm so excited to hear your thoughts around this. But conceptually or strategically, the goal of the profile is to convert your visitor to a conversation. And I'm going to have Bob go through the elements that do that. But I want you to keep in mind, this is not about you making a sale. This is about you starting a conversation. This is right. about when someone shows up here that they're, they've learned so much 
that they know if they take your call, it's going to be well worth their time. So Bob, I'm going to give you the tactics behind this because that's some of your expertise. Sure, absolutely. So, so of that, you know, 10 that we're talking about, number one was just profile from, from a general sense. Now we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty. Um, the first one is going to have to do with what we call the top of the fold. So that's your headline, your photo, and your banner. So first things first, really easy one to knock off your photo should, should be how you look during the business day. So in other words, if you're wearing a suit in your photo, but you don't look like that during the day, you may want to, you know, maybe just throttle back on that look just a little bit, but make sure that it's what you look like today and not a profile photo from like five or 10 years ago when you look completely different. That's probably the most important thing there. And just make sure that it's zoomed in enough so that people can see what your face looks like. Because keep in mind that whenever you see your photo on your profile, that is the largest that you're ever going to see at LinkedIn. It will get, it gets sized down to several different sizes beyond that. If, if if your face is a tiny part of that rather than a significant part, no one's going to be able to see you when it appears elsewhere. The next thing is the banner. So your banner is a very important piece of real estate. Use it wisely. Um, there are so many different things that you can do with banners that we can't really give it justice. The only thing that I could tell you is probably what not to do. Um, a lot of times people just put in like a generic skyline and on, unless you're an architect, that may not be the best thing to do. Uh, a beach type of thing, that may not be the best thing to do unless you have like, um, unless you have like a logo there or something like that. Bryn? Yeah. So I, I'm going to say you can use this banner in so many ways. This is your billboard. If you have an event yeah. coming up, if you're going to be at a conference, if even if you have an online event, this is a great opportunity to leverage that banner like your billboard. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to add. It, yep. It's dynamic. It doesn't have to be the same week after week. And make sure Absolutely. it's branded. I, I believe that you should have, if, if, if there's no event coming up, that you've got a great tagline so that people know how you can help them and that it looks like your website and everything else. So you have that consistent branding. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want good examples of that, look at, uh, look at mine or Bryn's um, profiles because we both have two very different banners, but yet they're both very effective in, in what they do. And then probably the most important part is your headline. So your headline has four functions, who you help and you need to tell these, who you help, how you help them, the services that you provide and the results that you bring. And you got to do that in 220 characters and spaces. So the old, you know, account executive at Acme Widgets Company, that doesn't work. You need to tell people who you are and how you help them. And basically everything that I just listed, otherwise they don't have any reason to scroll down and add to some of the other sections that we're going to be talking about. So, and, and again, if you want effective headlines, examples, uh, obviously for our company, uh, but, you know, check out Brennan Mines because both of ours follow that exact pattern. And it's not a, it's not a template. It's a pattern because I do headlines all the time for many different types of companies. It follows the same 
kind of formula and pattern, but they look different every single time because everyone out there is unique. So don't feel like that this is just a template. It's really not. Awesome. Anything else on profile before we go to number two? Item three is going to talk about the uh, featured section. And then item four, we're going to quickly go over the about section and experience. So your featured section should be educational, should lead to either posts about education that you're providing or something preferably on your website. So in other words, don't post, don't necessarily post a Forbes article there because um, that will take them away from you and will land them on Forbes and God knows where they're going to go from there. If you have like a blog or something like that on your website that you can point people to, that's much better because at least they're on a property of yours. So you're not going to lead them away. Um, think of your featured section as like the produce section of a supermarket. They always keep the freshest and best stuff there that people are interested in. Your featured section is the same thing and people are interested in education. So make sure that you have the best, freshest educational things in your featured section. Yeah, we uh, always say you've got to show up as a resource. This is the yep. one of the best areas to be that resource. So we're going to quickly go through about and then... And then, yeah, and, and then we're going to go through everything else. So your about section, again, this is where you identify that, you know, hey, I'm the person who can help you. And by you, you're talking about your audience. So you need to attract your audience initially by identifying them and saying the equivalent of the old phrase that I absolutely hate, but I cannot think of a better way to say it. I feel your pain. So you have to identify that you know what they are feeling and probably the reason why that they're at your um, your profile. What you do then is you offer some education, offer some tips that they can take away and do on their own without them even having to contact you. Resource. Vendor agnostic tips. Yeah. And then from there, you can get a little bit into how you help. And then at the bottom, you can have a call to action. I'm not sure if you're interested in this subject, but if you are, please reach out. If you have a Calendly account, you can put that in there. At least have your email address in there, if nothing else. Phone number is fine, unless you're sensitive about having your cell phone number out there. Some people are, some people aren't. I come across both cases all the time. Awesome. So uh, what's next? And listen, you know what? I did not do my homework. And so I apologize. I don't even know our list. So yeah. I'm so are we going into content next? Yes, we are. Find new sources to curate content. Awesome. So we have all types of sources. Go ahead. Before we do that, can I talk about the three-legged stool of content? Yes. Okay, awesome. So there's a content is a, is a three-legged stool. It is about engagement, it's about curating content, and it's about creating content. All three need to be leveraged in order to show up as that thought leader and the subject matter expert. I'm not sure how much engagement is in our list, but I'm going to add it to our list now really quickly. Mm -hmm. Engage 10 times a day. Now you may go, that's insane, 10 times a day. And engagement is a comment or a reaction. It could be on a company post. It could be an event. It could be a person's post. But go out and ring the bell of the companies and the people that you're prospecting. So those con that content, when they share content, will come into your notifications. 
And that's the content to engage on. So it might take three to five minutes a day to, to engage 10 times at the most. But what happens when you're engaging, when we start posting content, the people that we're engaging with will start to see our content. I did not, that was not a mistake. That is exactly how it works. We yep. can help control who sees our content. So engaging is absolutely foundational. Next is curating, right? And that's what we're going to go into. I'll throw that back to you. Yeah. So, I mean, basically curating is bringing in content from other sources. So, uh, and then, and then when you do that, though, you're not just saying, you know, hey, here's a great article, read it. You are offering your opinion on it. You are education, you are educating potentially beyond what is in that article, or you can offer a comment on what you think, what's uh, about whatever the topic of that article is. And then you're inviting people to comment within or you know comment within your share essentially so that way you start building um you know building up relationships with people who comment because you should be commenting on the comments that come in to your articles as well and that's very important so i'm going to piggyback on that i'm going to yes and um one of the most fabulous things that linkedin rolled out in the last year is if you click some people, it's a paper airplane. Some people, it's an arrow right now at the bottom of your curated content, any piece of content that you share, you can actually share this up to 50 people blind copied. So if you've curated a great piece of content and you'd like the insights of people in your network, you can go in, you can add 50 people, you can share separately. There is a creative group. You don't want to do that. You want to share separately with a little message and actually it will become 50 messages inside of your inbox or your messaging. So you'll be able to engage with each of them. This is absolutely foundational for business development and staying on the radar of folks. I'm going to hand it back to you for create, but I, guys in 2024, I want you to put this on your radar about reaching out and getting folks to want to engage, getting yep. folks yep, to, to excited. And um, this is where con engaging, curating, and now creating content. Um, so I'll throw Absolutely. it back to you to start, and I'll piggyback on your thoughts. Yeah, ab absolutely. So, so many people out there are worried about the LinkedIn algorithm. By doing everything that we just said, you not only take the algorithm kind of out of things at that point, but all these actions that you're doing actually helps you with the algorithm because it sees that you're commenting that that you're commenting on other people's content, which helps you with the algorithm. And several other things that Bryn just said help you with the algorithm. So you're not so you're not depending or dependent on the algorithm, but you are reaping the benefits from the algorithm. I think that that's probably a really yeah. Idea. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that slight reframe that, but that's exactly right. So I'm gonna try to sloganize that. So yes. Let's put okay. A t -shirt. Um, when you stop when you stop focusing on the algorithm and you start doing the activities, the algorithm will benefit you. Yes, that's so Don't great. focus on the rules of the, we'll get there. Don't focus on yes. the rules of the algorithm, focus on the right engagement and the algorithm will bless you. Yes, 
Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. We okay. will we we will have that down pretty quick. And 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 you want to know what's really cool about this is that we've actually taken care of several points within this discussion because one of the things we talked talked about we're going to talk about it is ring the bell of the people you want to see stuff from. Yeah. That is really really important. Engage with your targeted audience. Absolutely, engagement is really important. So let's talk really quick about the different forms of content that are available to you. You should really be putting out more than just content shares or just text posts. And we're not saying eliminate those, but get more into video, get more into documents because the algorithm still, you know, the algorithm still, still kind of likes those things. Although, like we said, we're not really dependent on the algorithm anymore, but just having a different variety of things for your audience is definitely going to help you, especially with video, because with video, mm -hmm. you are talking essentially one-on-one -on -one with each person in your audience at that point. They can see you, they can hear you, they know about your personality, they see that you're a likable, knowledgeable, thought leadership-based person. And that alone should bring you additional benefits and start sales conversations. I love it. Can I just add in a few? Like a poll is really easy. Polls. Polls are still good. A poll is original content. Um, yep. You could actually give someone a kudos for doing a great yep. job. And that's going to post as original content. Yep. So, you know, I, I have, we have one client that gives a kudos a week. Like, I don't know, maybe it's kudos Wednesday. I'm making that up. I don't know what day it is, but that they're out there um, giving a kudos. It's kind of fun, right? Like that it, 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 you're engaging with people, but original content is that post, right? That, that, that you created, that's really what it is that you've created it. Um, Canva, make Canva your best friend. Oh, yeah. hi. Our friend Jeff Young is here. Hi, Jeff. He says variety is definitely the spice of life and of content. Obviously, we could not agree more with that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, Bob, we work so hard with our clients to create content. And so not, and it's not even really hard. It's pretty easy, but don't tell yeah. them that. Um, right. But, but here, here, I'm just going to give a quick like overview on this, right? Interview yourself. Go ahead, jump on a Zoom. Talk about a subject that you're passionate about, that you're really great. Grab that transcript. Take that transcript into ChatGPT and say, write a LinkedIn post using this transcript only. Highlight five bullet points. Share relevant hashtags and keep it under uh, maybe a thousand characters. Because I think you can right. have up to two thousand i can't remember exactly but yeah yeah something like that but just because you can do something doesn't mean you can do something so yeah definitely keep it shorter yeah, yeah. And you can ask it add emojis add bullet points don't add emojis right and and it will take your words there's nothing cheating about this because you are saying use my transcript only do not research and now you have a post then you could say now give me 10 quotes and now you have quotes that you can put into Canva posts. You can actually say, create an ebook, 10 page ebook out of this. And it will. Like it's insane how easy today it is to create posts. 
If you want our chat GPT, this is off the cuff, Bob. I know I'm I'm I've gone wild. You can't control me. Yeah, it's just you know one of those days. So poor Bob. That's okay. No, we're <laughs> no okay. we're. We're all so, along doing great. All right, cool. So so go to socialsaleslink.com slash chat GPT and you could get a hundred and one of our and they're not oh even God. they're older ones, but we need to update that because by the way, Bob is brilliant at chat GPT prompts. So if you need help, come to one of our be our guest to coachings and he can help you prompt engineer. Um, and I'll probably throw in my two cents because I can't mm -hmm. help myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all getting really good at that. Okay. So original content, just record yourself and use ChatGPT and life is good. Okay. Okay. Next, yeah. uh, take inventory of your connections. Yes. Should I start? Handle that. I, yeah, this is, this is you. So you do it. Oh, you're awesome. All right. So you can export your connections or even in the free LinkedIn, you can search your first degree connections by location, by um, industry, by title, all kinds of things. So we need to take inventory. Why? 10% on average, 10% of our existing network are people that we'd want to have a conversation with. They might be clients, prospects, referral partners, you name it, it could be any of those folks living in our network now that we're ignoring. And so for 2024, I'm going to bring it back to like the title. For 2024, I want to make sure that by the time January 2nd hits, that you have a complete list of the people you're already connected to that you'd like to have conversations with. And there are lots of ways to start conversations. One of them, and make sure... I'm going to add this. We're going to go back, ring their bells, go into those folks before 2024. So we're ready and ring the bells of the 10% of the people in your network that you want to engage and come up with a little, like what kind of content do I want them to vote on polls? What am I going to do to re-engage them and get a conversation going? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So, um, so we're going to uh, wrap things up with our last point because it's a real simple one. We've thrown a lot of stuff at you. We know we've thrown a lot of stuff at you. No matter what you do, keep showing up. If there's nothing else that you do, keep showing up. Try to implement some more of these things as we go along. If you're like, Oh my God, I have no idea how I'm going to do all this stuff. We have an ebook called This The uh, Day in the Life of a Social Seller, which walks you through step by step daily and weekly activities that you need to undertake to start sales conversations by using social selling. That is available at socialsaleslink.com slash day, D A Y. Socialsaleslink.com slash day that is up if you're live with us right now if you are on the podcast we will make sure that that uh, address is in the show notes download that that will take you so far in terms of not only seeing how to do it but to look at this and realize that this is not as difficult as it may seem like and i think that that's really really important to know even if you're not doing everything if you're doing some of these things you're already way ahead of the crowd 
and you will start to stand out more. It's not, it may have, you may get some stuff immediately, don't know, but as you keep going, you will definitely see benefits from this. I mean, we, we're six weeks to 2024 right yep. now as we're recording this. By the time you listen to the podcast, we may be in 2024 or very close. <laughs> not quite. Not quite, but close, right? Well, they could watch it next year. Who knows? Anyway. Good point. But, but the point of this is we need to get this competitive edge in 2024. We need to make sure that we are doing everything we can to bring value to our network so that we are seen as the subject matter experts and the vendors of choice. That is a fantastic way to end this episode. So thanks again for joining us on Making Sales Social Live. If you're with us live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or X, the weird network that was formerly known as Twitter right now, we do this every week. So keep an eye out for our live sessions. If you're listening to us on our podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button if you already haven't. If you want more info on our podcast, it's at socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. We do two shows weekly, this one that you're listening to right now, and our Making Sales Social interview series where we talk with leaders and experts in sales, marketing, business, and many more areas. And we've got some great people coming up too. I'm interviewing a couple of people I'm really excited about. So when you are out and about, be sure to make your sales social. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.